All right, Zach. Who are you again? I'm Colin. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'm Zach. And I'm Colin. And And welcome welcome to the House Plants Podcast. We are here to talk about music, media, and the mission of Jesus. And so much more. We're super excited about this week's episode. Lot, lots of fun things. And this episode, I think you were trying to say, <laughs> yeah, we were my, really excited about. <laughs> my voice. <laughs> Wait until you hear me sing. It's going to be just as weird. <laughs> Look at this thing, the lyrics, right? This is a song that is uh, untitled, but it's about God's work in the church. And I wrote it for a class so we had to write a song about um, God's working through the church. And it was at a time when I was kind of struggling with that a little bit. Um, and so I think pushing myself, I think this came out rather nice. Just kind of, um, you know, it's something that's hard to do work with uh, the church and to love the people that are God's children. Um, but it's worth it. And so that's what this is about.
right. Uh, so here's one thing. Last week, we had Christy Duncan, who's super awesome on the program. And guess what? We forgot to pray is basically my fault. Boo on us. I think it was my turn to pray, and I didn't do it. And so we want to shout out Christy Duncan, first of all, and say thank you so much for our last episode's that podcast. That was a good was episode, so wasn't great. it? So, so great. And Jake, before that, very great. But we want to go ahead and pray for her and all that she's doing. Then we will pray again for this podcast. So... Here we go. Why don't you take the first part and I'll take the second. That sounds good. Okay. God, we just thank you for all that you're doing in this ministry. We thank you for Christy Duncan being here last week. And we just pray uh, your anointing on her book and on her writing career. And we also want to say thank you um, for bringing her out of her spot that she was in. And um, God, we just thank you for her and, um, and pray that you continue to work in her life. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Tag, you're it. <laughs> Father, we just thank you so much for uh, this podcast and this platform um, where you've chosen to speak through us and uh, you have chosen to give us a place where we can gather community together and talk about um, different things pertaining to worship, pertaining to ministry, pertaining to just living life um, in the world of faith um, in this world. Lord, um Thank you again that we get to hang out and have some fun tonight. I pray that uh, you would just speak through us and let us give a positing, positive and uplifting message. And um, we thank you for all that you do for us. It's in your son's holy and precious name. Amen. Amen. And I would posit, this is me positing right now by saying that that was a really great song, Zach. Can you tell us a little bit about it? <laughs> you like that segue? Yes. <laughs> All right. We're, we're both, uh, our marbles are full of mouth today, so <laughs> we'll get that figured out. Or something like that. <laughs> you meant what I knew is what a friend of ours says. <laughs> <laughs> so, Zach, tell us about uh, a little bit about this one. Untitled work about the church. Um, yeah. Ooh, you know what would be really fun? A title contest? We should ask people what they think it should be called. Yeah, at us. <laughs> please get on Twitter, please, or Facebook. Like, uh, I saw on Facebook just today, I posted something, and it got like 100 views. 100. Mm-hmm. And out of 100, two people replied on it, and I asked them to reply. So We're slowly building up. We're starting from scratch. We haven't even done our live stream yet, which is will be mm. next week, even though I think this episode is technically coming after that. So, so we'll just call it episode four is going to be our live show, but it's what we're recording or five for it. If we want to put Christy in before that, but yeah. yeah, something like that. Anyway, we will figure that all out later, but no big deal. Um, yeah. So at us and follow us everywhere that you can find us and back to uh, the song about the church. Um, yeah. So there was, I was going through a rough patch with the church, honestly, um, I was having trouble kind of seeing God working through it, through people. Um, and uh, we had to write something about the church for a class that I was in. Sure. Um, so I was like, God, I don't really feel much like doing this. Um, so I kind of scribbled out some things and that was kind of where it started. And then later I went back to it and I said, hmm, I think I actually kind of have something here. And then I was looking for some more inspiration and I found um, something in the hymnal, the United Methodist hymnal. There's this, uh, like, the creed of the Church of Canada or something. Sure. And that's where some of those lines about, like, um, resisting evil mm-hmm. and uh, 
you know, the church above and here below. Um, it has some language about that that I really liked. And so that was kind of an inspiration too. It's um, like I was saying earlier, it's a, it's a sort of a stylistic departure for you, but I really enjoyed it. I like the, um, uh, I used to hang in that common uh, worship structure, whatever those chords are, the one, four or five or whatever. Oh yeah. I wouldn't, I don't mean that, but like, you know, maybe you were kind of like Crowder ish with like a hint of, um, John Mark McMillan or something. And maybe this is kind of like, I don't know what this is. This is an Americano style. And I just thought it was really cool. It's It's a little bit different. It has a hymn structure where it doesn't have a chorus, but it goes up every third line of the verse. Would you, do you remember when we were talking about inspiration and I said that, um, it helps to, helps me to have, um, like a, like a, like a goal or a mission. Like if somebody tells me something to write about, it's easier. Well, I feel like maybe I'm seeing that coming out of your class, like something new that you might not have written that style, like your other one, your hymn is Mm -hmm. like straight out of that as well. Yeah. I mean, they, I mean, the people in the class, we didn't even have to know how to play an instrument. So no, we didn't have to write any music at all. It was more lyrically Mm -hmm. driven, but even the lyrical prompts that we were given was, Hmm, I wouldn't have thought to write a song about that. Sure. So I think it kind of pushed me to think more different styles as well as I kind of looked for music that fit. And I still have some stuff that we need to set to music, so we need to work on that at some point. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm, yeah. uh, we, I think we've talked about it before, but I'm more of a music first guy and then lyrics later. Mm-hmm. You're more of a lyrics first and then a music later, right? Um, it's becoming that way. I used to do it at the same time, but mm-hmm. that was really hard because you'd have to wait for inspiration to hit. And sure. that was kind of rare. So for me, uh, For me, lyrics is like... I remember in the past, I used to just come up with stuff in my own head and it would always sound very like hokey and like corny. And so then when I started going to the scripture for worship, it was like the lyrics were already there and then I didn't have to worry about it. Cause if I thought those were hokey, then I would <laughs> think the scripture was hokey. <laughs> Be like, no, that's not what's Can't going on. Can't do that. <laughs> and I will say this, not to knock on any modern worship, but I, I do appreciate that you and I, uh, this might, this might be a nitpicky thing, but um, do you know that like common language you always hear with like worship stuff? And it's like, uh, what I can't remember. There are some things that are played out. Christy said the word that it is, and I can't think of it, but it's a played. No, it's like but. the it's like if you say we're going to break every chain and reach the lost and like there's a lot of breaking chains. There's a lot of um, <laughs> it's like words that are just like phrases that are so common in music now they're just like recycled and i like that every song you've written and hopefully every song i've written hasn't been yeah just over uh saturated with it like i I like the idea that we're speaking other people's language and not just uh skip beyond kind of the common stuff hopefully yeah Yeah. (laughs) it makes me sound like a um you're such a hipster hipster. (laughs) yeah like against the mainstream but i just uh i like I, i like lyrics to be honest and i like them to be like kind of in a place where I can approach them as like a normal person and not have to get into the mode of, of, of understanding the, like the slangy stuff of Christianity, I guess is what I mean. Yeah. Cause, um, you know, there's a lot of songs that have come and gone that are, that are kind of like not as super popular, but have like really good language in them. So anyway, oh, yeah. that's all it yeah. is. So, so we're back to just the two of us this week. No after- guest. No guests right. this time, but we're going to try and get as many guests on for different cool perspectives about the body. Lots of cool guests coming up. Mm-hmm. But uh, this week we thought that we would um, 
allow you guys to get to know us just a little bit better. So we thought of a few questions that we would kind of fire back and forth mm-hmm. and uh, just see kind of what we come up with. And then after that, uh, me and you have a little friendly songwriting competition. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we can go to our audience to see who did better. And I don't know if we're going to pick the same prompt or if we're going to do two different ones, but we're going to look on social media because we asked you all for your comments earlier. So when you're hearing this, you'll be hearing this a lot later, but the comments we asked for were ones that we needed for this episode now. So congratulations, people, from a little while ago. Yeah, and um, <laughs> I want to say thanks to anybody who did actually comment on one of those posts because we you, appreciate guys are, it. you guys are the early fans getting us on social media before the podcast is even out. How about that? Boom. So very, very helpful. We wanted to keep things under wraps and record everything, Mm -hmm. kind of release it all at once. But we realized that we already are super excited to get other people involved. So, yeah, it's kind of a and I trust Zach with it a little bit more than myself. Um, I'm going to try my best to be a social media guy. I just I just don't have the chops, I feel like. But um, Zach is very like or the thumbs. You know, (laughs) (laughs) you need something for that space bar. You can't just put your other fingers down there. But um. Yeah, so uh, you'll you'll be seeing a lot of social media stuff from us, not not because we're just trying to flood your feeds or anything, but we, because we want to hear from you all, and it's mm-hmm. important to us. So yeah, all right. So you want to get on with these questions? We picked a few that we thought were interesting to talk about. Get down to the core of some of the things we've been discussing over the last couple of months. Yeah, and you know, as both of us are. Um, seasoned somewhat seasoned vets of uh, worship ministry and uh, we've both played in multiple churches um, a lot of these are kind of pertaining to that sort of thing so you guys can kind of get to know a little bit of our experience and our story we um we've talked to two guests so far and uh, of those two guests that we've talked to they have offered a different perspective on the body and so this is kind of like a worship leader yeah. or a uh, uh maybe a associate pastor role or something like that i think that's yeah. more zach Serena. Um, I will ask you, are we going to, what, what, what time do we have and are we timing it or not? Oh, we're, um, 15 minutes in. So should we time it or should we just make it impromptu? Let's just make it impromptu. I like it. If we don't get to all the questions, we can save some for later. That sounds good. Okay. I like that. Okay. So who's asking first? Okay. I'm going to ask you first. Okay. Go ahead. Why don't you talk about a worship experience that sticks out to you as meaningful? Mm. Does that have to be one I played or one I heard? Either one. I will give both quickly. Okay. I will cut both in half and make them a thing. Sounds good. So one time, this is the heard first, and then I'll do the played next. So one time, I um, heard a gospel group. Mm. You know which one I'm talking about. I can't say their name. <laughs> I don't think. But they were a gospel group that came and sang at, at EKU. They sang yes. at EKU and they came when I was coming to just to help volunteer with you at uh, the Wesley Foundation. Yeah. And so we were there and we had brought a very non-Christian person with us, uh, an atheist, in fact. Um, I would say a very opinionated atheist. Uh, for If he's listening, I think he knows who, he, who we're talking about. But uh, so he came and... Um, I did not expect uh, there to be another performance there. You told me not to worry about coming and playing, so I didn't. Mm-hmm. I just came to, to listen. And I think I brought Andrew with me, if I remember correctly. I think he had come with me in the car. 
And so when I got there, I think worship was already going on. And so I came into this small space with just kids, students from EKU and this gospel group. I think all it was was like four or five singers, a piano player, and that's it. Mm -hmm. And that was all it was. But I'll tell you, in that moment, the spirit welled up more in that room than it did Mm. in a lot of churches I've been into. And I thought in that moment, and I looked over at uh, our friend Andrew and was just like, wow, he's kind of getting into it, too. What's what's happening? And in that moment, I realized that it has nothing to do with music. It has nothing to do with what technical prowess you have or anything. Yeah, yeah. It really has to do with whether or not you're willing to invite the spirit in that moment. And when you're playing to, to just get out of the way and just like fall into the music in such a way that the spirit takes over. And I feel like that was happening in that moment. And I've, yeah. and I've since listening to that have gotten so much deeper into gospel than I used to be. And so that for me was like, this is profound. What's happening and why is it different? Yeah. And then I think for a few weeks after I was like talking to our worship team being like, listen, okay, if they can bring the spirit, we can bring the spirit. Yeah. Okay. They didn't even have we instruments. Got yes, we, we got do. 14 people in this band. We, we got spirit. How about yeah. you? <laughs> so that was listening. And then for me playing, uh, recently it was a particular church that I was trying to get a job at. Yeah. Um, and I'll tell you why it sticks out to me because and it was meaningful because in the midst of it, I was super nervous. I, I felt a lot of pressure. I felt a lot of um, what we're probably going to talk about next episode, which is like like some spiritual warfare. I felt like yeah. a lot of bad forces on me, like trying to get me to stumble and fail. I felt the presence of the, the enemy and then I felt a personal presence like, you know, doubt and. All yeah. of the stuff just tearing me up. And I swear, the moment that I came into that that church that morning, I just, like, I, I, I had a few great people pray over me. I had a mm-hmm. few moments to myself to really, like, just give it all up to God. And then when I got on that stage, it was all gone. It was just completely gone. Wow. And then the the worship was so, in my opinion, it was very, very good. I thought that yeah. it was... Um, I thought that it, I, I, I can't remember the last time I, with those particular songs that I had played and been so, uh, you gotta love when God just, uh, breaks down the walls and yeah. takes away the inhibitions. Yeah. And yeah. I, and I felt like I was free to worship and then through being free to worship, I was free to like, really like let go of my voice because I didn't have mm-hmm. to play an instrument as well. So I was just like singing and, and, and my uh, my spirit was just yeah. mixing with the Holy Spirit in such a way that it was it's just a joyous time. Very and, cool. And for that brief second, I felt like, you know, we were just very uh, we, like the team was filling it. The 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 um, congregation really was. Mm-hmm. And it was just uh, out of madness and chaos, like God brought this like calm to everything and then just yeah. like let worship happen in that moment. It was great. So, yeah. Okay. Zach, same question. Tell me about a uh, worship experience where it was meaningful, stuck out to you. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll do the, I'll pull the same thing. Okay. Um, worship that I just attended and was not on the worship band. Um, we have an orientation uh, every year for the new students that are coming in at Asbury. And so mm-hmm. at mine, um, that's just always going to be something that sticks out to me. And I think, um, 
the worship band for chapel, they always do a really good job, but it wasn't necessarily because they did so well. I mean, I think if I remember right, it was kind of a similar thing to what you talked about at the Wesley foundation, just acoustic guitar, cajon kind of set up very simple. Um, but it was just the community that I was in. It was, um, a hundred or so new people looking to start their seminary journey. And so we were all kind of revved up and ready to say, God, what do you want from us? Mm-hmm. And so um, that many people being open and receptive during a worship experience was um, something that was pretty cool. And it's not typical that you see that every week in any church because you're going to have people that are going through the motions and stuff. And so uh, like pretty much everybody was participating and, and singing loud. Um, so it was a very, um, it was just a very uplifting experience. Nice. Uh, for playing, I'm going to go with um, the last conference that I did at my last job. Was I there? No. This okay. was uh, this was this past Halloween. You there told was, me about it. You yeah. About it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, in our church, our old church's denomination, um, they would have kind of everybody from the state. No, really just the Lexington area. So the Lexington area pastors and everybody would come for this uh, conference. And they did it. Uh, back in October and I was told kind of at the last minute to pull something together for worship. So I couldn't get the full team together. So it was just a few of us. And again, as the story seems to always go, I had uh, me, a Cajon player. Um, I was playing acoustic. I had a friend of ours who plays electric guitar on electric and like one person on the piano. And that was all we had. Um, But we, we brought it because we were again, kind of with a group where there were people out there who really wanted to worship. And um, so we just kind of said, Holy Spirit, come, you know, doesn't matter if we've uh, don't have everybody. And sometimes it's kind of nice to have a stripped down kind of acoustic set because it's easy and simple. It's like a you know? theme that you and I have now brought up. It's like the <laughs> stripped down worship seem to worship better. Why is that? I don't know. Yeah, I think um, I think you can worship. Um, if you can get everybody to focus, but the more people you have, the harder it can be sometimes. Um, when two or more gather, man. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's like you, you, at least God's a part of it. And if God's a part of it, you're already doing the right thing. Yeah. And I think for me, it, it, if I've just got an acoustic and a cajon or something and very stripped down, it almost kind of feels like, um, like a me against the world kind of vibe. I don't know if you get that same um, feeling when you're playing, but it, it kind of feels like, you know, I, I just got this acoustic guitar, but I've got the truth and I'm yeah. going to, what is it? Isn't there a Bob Dylan thing? I've got, all I've got is a red guitar, three chords and the truth. Well, like another thing too. Yeah. Uh, is, is, um, th- this isn't a knock on big worship teams, but maybe more means m- more possibility of distraction from the, the Lord. Maybe more things get brought onto the stage that sure. don't need to be there, you know, or, yeah. uh, uh, in the case that you're talking about, you are bringing your, you know, at least when you get up there, you and mm-hmm. I hope we would think when we're getting up there, like, this is what we're doing this for, yeah. for the congregation, for God. We don't know what anybody else is going through in that, in that moment. And if it's stifling the spirit a little bit, I'm not, I would hate to think that like one person with a bad attitude in a band would stifle the Holy spirit. Well, I just think that if, if you've got a worship team, you've got, and you've got the congregation, you want ideally God to be the focal point 
it needs to be God-centered worship and not man-centered. Absolutely. And the more pieces and people you add into um, a worship experience, that's one more thing that you've got to try to intentionally fist on Christ and not something else. And so the more pieces you have, the more likely it is you're going to have one piece look in the other direction. So you taught me something that I found profound. I I don't know if I would have came to this on my own, but I felt like it was... um it was a very good thing that you were doing. And that was when you were part of the BCM worship band that you felt that it was important to have, um, like that time where everybody yeah. was in fellowship, but be besides practice. Yeah. And I think that that's so, so important. A lot of worship teams don't want to, don't want to enter that because they might have things to do. And that's, I mean, I understand if you if you are only there just to, to put in some time on Sunday, uh, it's it's a starting point. But I think that at some point you need to really yeah. think about, like, are, are you going to be invested in this for God's glory or for yourself? Yeah. And then soon you start thinking, well, I need to be in a place with the rest of this crew where we're all sharpening iron. We're all getting the sawdust and planks out of each other's eyes. And we're needing to be closer as a family so that we're all solid when we get up there on stage. And it I just, takes work to get to that point with people. When did you start doing that? Or was that just always a thing you did? At the BCM, that was because uh, the worship leaders before me um, kind of instilled that in us. Oh. I was, yeah, we had a worship Well, you team. instilled that in me later. Well, we had a worship team uh, like back my freshman year. Um, where I feel like they had done that work together for a while. And then um, it was just kind of one of those periods where they were going separate directions. A bunch of people were graduating and things like that. And so I didn't really get to know that worship team very well, but I came on and filled in on electric guitar a few times. Mm -hmm. And then um, our good friend Brandon took over the worship team my sophomore year, and he had to build it from scratch. Mm. So he had a bunch of freshmen you know, and he was like a senior at that point. And so, you know, he um, he was doing the John Calipari thing. He yeah. had a bunch of young freshmen. He had to, like, train them up from nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, but he started with relationships. He was a relational guy. And so that's kind of where I learned that from. I like it. Okay. Well, all right. Are we, yeah. We're going to keep questioning here? Let's keep going. And are we just going me, you, me, you, back and forth like that? Sounds good. Yeah. Okay. Hit me. What is one subject you want to see covered more in either popular Christian music or worship music? What's a hole that mm. the popular hymnody of the church is kind of missing? This one won't be too long of an answer, I don't think. But, like, um, so there is a thing we should probably talk about it on an episode at some point about the idea of being more approachable to people versus uh-huh. being more like uh literal or i guess that's a bad word but one of the things that i don't see in popular christian music is the opposite of being vague like being direct i guess mm. um and so specific specific yes so i'm i'm tr- there's another word out there i'm trying to find but i i can't think of it but i will say i will describe what i mean I think that there are songs out there. I could just make a worship song up right now, and it would be like, you know. Are you going to do it? Yeah. I'll be your hands and feet, yeah. Do all that you need, yeah. And I'll be that guy for you. 
Okay, well, wh- what are you talking You are a person that's with me. That's yeah. my favorite line. Yeah. <laughs> so so what I mean is, like, sometimes songs are as simple as, like, you are God, you are yes. good, you are yeah. God. And I'm like, I get that. I get that. Mm-hmm. And then there's other ones that are just like, you, 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 you do this, you do that. And I'm like, I, I get it. You're trying to be vague. You don't want to say, you know, some people, I feel like Christianity music doesn't say the name Jesus enough and they don't really get into the nitty gritty enough. Yeah. So what I'm, what I'm trying to say is that I would want some more deliberate. That's intentional. A, intentional worship. Yeah. So if, if, if the, good if one. the one who wrote the, the song says, you know what? My mother just died and I really don't know how to deal with that. And instead of writing a song like, you are glory, you are goodness, you're there in my roughness. Just be like, here, I'm going to write, I'm going to do a thing. Be like, she's gone away, I don't know what to say, but I know you're good to me. Mm -hmm. I was nine years old, and then you took my soul and gave it back. She's gone. I don't know. Something like really like talking about your experience. Talk about yeah what that's what's going on with you instead of just uh, coming up with something vague that will touch a lot of listeners. And and that's not a critique of any one person, but I think sometimes you want to reach everyone, so you just want to write a vague song yeah. instead of really like. I mean, but who knows? Maybe somebody right now listening to this podcast is like, oh man, my mom just died. I don't know. I, that's not a great song. I just kind of made it up just now. But what I'm saying is at least it's a, it's a, uh, it's an example of what I'm talking about being more deliberate and intentional with oh, your music. Yeah, I get that. All right, Zach, same I, question. Yeah. And I could see the, the weakness in, um, the more specific you get, the the more powerful your message can be, but it also might narrow it down to less people that would understand it. So I kind of I get the I get the pull back and forth. Right. And I and I understand the other side. But too. I definitely I think that you're on to something because Christian music definitely airs on the on the general side for sure. Yeah. Well, like uh, not to I don't. If you say the name of a song, I don't know if people will get mad, but uh, God of the City by Blue Tree. Mm-hmm. Very specific idea for a song. Like, mm-hmm. the city's in terminal, turmoil and God's going to come and, like, you know, fix yeah. it. And so, again, <laughs> definitely a narrower subject matter, but very profound. It's still very like. powerful. Yeah. yeah. So what about you? What is What is your thing? I would say that we have definitely lost the art of the lament. Mm. And I want to see more songs get real with struggles. And I don't just mean like I'm walking through oceans um, because that would be kind of getting to um, what you <laughs> pointed out very vague. Um, but if you read um, the song, if songs, it's artistic, if it's allegorical yeah. for something that I understand, yeah. but yeah, go but ahead. Sorry. If, you, if you read the Psalms or um, a cleat, we're in, me and my wife are reading Ecclesiastes right now. And um, there's just 
there's lament there. There's confession that um, not everything is hunky dory when following God just because. And so um, there's a podcast called Song Exploder. You ever heard about this? No. Um, They get different artists and bands. Shout out. Yeah. Check out Song Exploder. Okay. And uh, so one time they had the Decemberists on and they'll go through just one song per episode and they'll okay. go through the whole thing. They'll say, yeah, we started out with an acoustic rhythm track, blah, blah, blah. Um, there's a song by the Decemberists called once in my life. Okay. And it literally just goes like, Oh, for once in my life could just something go right. And, um, the lead singer was talking about, um, the words that he used. It was like hitting the nail on the head for what I'm talking about. He says, um, we wanted to celebrate, the fact that we were sad about something like sometimes you just need to sit with your emotions. Are you talking about a particular Psalm that I really like? There's yeah, that's Psalm 88. (laughs) Psalm 88 is definitely one of them. Does your love reach down for me in the grave? Has any, if anybody who's listening to this hasn't had a chance to re-examine Psalm 88 or even hasn't read Psalm 88, you need to, because it stands apart as like a very sad Psalm Mm -hmm. where things don't immediately get better and joy doesn't come in the morning. Like a lot of the other ones do. It would be in a minor key if it were said. Oh yeah. (laughs) Several (laughs) minor chords, possibly a, uh, a a binary minor system. Right. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, but it, Sometimes you just need to sit and celebrate the fact that um, that there's something to lament. I know that sounds really weird, but I think it helps you move past and move on. And it helps you recognize that there's more dimension to the Christian life. Yeah. I feel like we're not preparing people to go through the tough stuff because all our songs are so triumphant all the time. Right. Well, uh, not to take over that a little bit but i do i I mean i i'm already thinking of 20 songs right now where immediately (laughs) after they talk about something bad they talk about how god's just going to immediately make it better and i do believe that god has that power but i also believe that sometimes he sits with us in that sadness and lets us be sad in that moment too and it's it's almost a uh i'm here with you suffering with you and in Ecclesiastes, which you are reading, you said, our church is reading as well. And um, they say, I mean, think uh, Solomon says in there that it's better for the spirit to be said, like versus being like happy all the time. Like, yeah. I mean, I'm paraphrasing, but yeah, he says like a, a heart of sorrow or, a, you know, yeah. it's, it's better for whatever. And so I, I do think it's good for the soul sometimes to experience some rough stuff. And you have, need the blues. <laughs> all right so follow-up let me ask you this then in in that same vein for you do you feel like there are do you feel like there are songs that um are non-christian songs that cover things better than Mm. christian songs yeah yeah well you know what i mean by that yeah like would you find yourself in that vein relating more to a non-christian song could be sometimes yeah I don't, I don't, maybe not, maybe non-Christian secular songs, but I find a lot of secular songs have Christian messages in them, but. um, Yeah, they can. Um, I mean, it could be something that wasn't intended as a Christian message that we can reinterpret. And I think that that's okay sometimes. Sure. Um, As long as you, um, 
Yeah, I'm thinking of several yeah. that you wouldn't you wouldn't want to reinterpret. <laughs> yeah, no, I just meant I just meant that if if a song do, if it's a if it's a band who doesn't claim to be Christian but they do claim to really get in the nitty gritty yeah. about uh, some some tough issues and sit with them, then it's almost as though as a Christian you you find that song and you're like, yeah, why aren't more Christians singing about this like yeah. about this tough time? There's some good ones out there for sure. Okay, so what do you do? When you're um, like, how do you handle criticism when you're in ministry, especially not good, especially a creative (laughs) type of ministry where you're doing music and there's all kinds of musical tapes out there. I, uh, I, I will admit this to myself and to everybody and, and God already knows. God knows my heart. I have trouble with criticism, but not criticism from. How can I explain it? I have problems with criticism from people I don't know care about me. Hmm. So, but maybe I like trust their opinion. Maybe like, for example, if I knew somebody was like a really successful worship leader, but they didn't know me very well. And they said like, I did like a terrible job or something. I might be like, geez, yeah, this is, this is rough. Yeah. But if you came to me and you said, Colin, listen, you really, you goofed up, man, but I love you. But you really you were playing the wrong chords there. I probably would be like, I know that you care about me enough to not like trash me, but you really just are being concerned. Yeah. So my issue comes more from like the uh, nastiness of criticism that comes from people who don't. Oh, yeah. Who don't have the they they can't just appreciate worship. Why can't some people at least have some tact? You know, it's like you've personally offended them if you go against their taste or something. Sure. And so, no, I'm not very good at being criticized. Um, Mm. But here's what I do. You said, what do you do? Yeah. What do you do when you when you do with that? (laughs) So how do I make use of I I guess my. Yeah. Do you just disregard it wholesale or (laughs) I think pieces in there that are truth? I'm going to shout out to Jamie Jordan, who I respect quite a quite a bit. And his advice has always been very good with me. Uh, when we did ministry together and he said once to me that criticism is like chewing gum and you mm. can to put it in your mouth, yep. get what you need from it and spit the rest out. I took that and struggled with that for a while. And it kind of led me to a weird place where I thought every piece of criticism had at least some, some truth in it, which I still believe. Yeah. But the the problem is where it's coming from, I guess. Is it coming from a place of caring? Is it coming from a place yeah. of just being angry or being um, needing to, like, trash someone? Yeah. yeah. And so for me, I got swept up in the idea that a lot of the criticism was all true, 100% and mm. every bit of it, you know. And, and, I, and that's something God's still working on me with. But yeah. I feel like it's been a long road to get to a place where somebody can say to me, um, you've got, you know, yeah. you are, you are completely terrible and me not go like, Oh, like I am terrible. <laughs> mm-hmm. So my first thing is I go home, I, I get with my wife and we open the book and we just, I just pray and say, God, I need, I need you to, to continue to chisel away all yeah. the things about me that I know are things that I need to, to do away with. Um, and, and for me, uh, it's really more of a personal thing rather than just to lash out at anybody. For me, I, I, I like to just, 
I'm, I'm in a stage of growth. I told you before, I'm in like a big growth stage. So for me, it's like, I'm trying to get to that point where I can have God help me grow, not just people's criticism. Yeah. And sometimes I can't tell if God is speaking through someone or if it's just me like hearing it all and just taking it in the wrong way. So, um, I guess what I would say I would do if somebody criticized me is to first find out where that criticism is coming from by having mm. a conversation with them. Yeah. After I get a clear, concise idea for what they're trying to say, I'll take that home and I'll pray about it and I'll chew on it. Yeah. Just all like right. that gum. Just Actually, like the, the gum. chewing gum thing was pretty much all I was going to say. <laughs> oh, dang. I took it from you. <laughs> well, no, because I couldn't remember who told me that. So I guess Jamie Jordan. Jamie. I really like that. <laughs> no, he um he yeah. has a... He has some wisdom that mm. comes out of just like his back pocket sometimes. And it was sure. always cool to get no, his stuff. Yeah, but that that always uh, stuck with me too because I, I didn't know what to do with criticism. And I, I kind of, um, I, I think I have more the like, well, who are you to say this <laughs> kind of reaction. Sure. Maybe the opposite reaction of how you think. So I'm probably more likely to just completely ignore it. So I, I need to remember sometimes <laughs> that there is actually... We are completely... By the way, for people listening, Zach and I have very, very different personalities, which is probably why we do so well talking and stuff. Mm-hmm. We're able to really uh, see things from two sides when we're together. Uh, Zach, I've seen him get told something and just completely disregard it. And if it came from yeah, okay, anybody to, to me, if it came to me, I'd be like, we really need to find out what's going on with this. This probably is a big issue. Like, Colin, you don't, you don't need to worry. They're just blowing off steam. Yeah. Or whatever. See, sometimes I can't see with that clarity. I wish I could. Um, another good piece of advice uh, that Jake told me, who was on our podcast not too long ago, he said, uh, sometimes when you're walking through muddy water, the sediment uh, is like all shaken up and you can't see the next step clearly. So Mm. the only thing to do is to stop and wait for the sediment to sink to the bottom. And then you'll know if you're going to step on a sharp rock or not. And I said, that's super profound. I'm going to go home right now and chill out until I can let the sediment rest, you know? So for me with criticism, same thing. Okay. So we're coming up on like 50 minutes. So, uh, there's four questions left. Do you want to each pick Light, one? Lightning round? Lightning round all. Yeah. Let's, let's lightning round all four. Okay. Okay. So it's got to be quick. You go and I'll answer within uh, 30 seconds. Then you answer. Okay. What is one thing you would want every worship team to learn? Um, something about the name Jesus by Rance Allen and. Uh, <laughs> oh, a song. We're going with a song. No, I know. Okay. Cause I only have 30 seconds, okay. but no, I would, I would hope that they would learn that they're, advice. I hope that they would learn that their opinion isn't more important than the, mm. the mission yeah. that they're there to do and that their needs well, well important as far as uh, their experience while worshiping is secondary to the experience of the people experiencing the Holy Spirit and God in that moment. Done. That's good stuff. I would say um, how to um, get on the same page as a cohesive unit. That's something that's like really, really important for every worship team to know. Okay. Okay. I, I'm asking now. Next one. All right. One thing you would like, one thing that you like about church. Go. One thing that I like about church, man, that is so tough. <laughs> 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 no, just kidding. Um, I hope that you mean it's like, what's your favorite movie? Oh, it's yeah. hard to decide. Yeah. No, go ahead. I, I honestly like um, that 
the position that Jesus has called the church to. So if the church can get out of its own way, um, where sometimes we do hold ourselves back from this, but God has a really special place for us. He has a mission for us on earth where we're, we are carrying out his will and we're supposed to be in close communion with him. And so I think, I guess what I like most about the church kind of in a spiritual sense is just kind of like our, our position. I think that that's very special, mm-hmm. our place. Okay. My turn. Yeah. All right. Um, I would just say the community and yeah. I'll say that because you'll, you'll get to a state sometimes non-Christians and Christians where they make this argument that you don't need church. You can just worship God in your home, that kind of thing. Yeah. But community is very, very, very important to your walk. Um, regardless of if you're introverted or extrovert. And I think that being a part of a church community will not only strengthen your walk with God, but it will keep you from falling away from God. We're not all in this alone. In other words, absolutely. No one, no one is an Island. Yeah. All right. So, uh, you go. Okay. So what gifts are undervalued in the church? What do you say? Okay. What gifts are undervalued in the church? I would say that, um, all the things that aren't flashy, like making mm. coffee for one. Yeah. At, at several churches that I've gone to, I've went there and there's already been things like prepared and I've gotten there super early to practice. So like you get there and there's already yeah. coffee. You get there and there's already like yeah. the lights turned on. That's a great one. Unlock the door and turn the lights on. Somebody has a key and has the ability to come in at like five in the morning, unlock the door and turn mm. the lights on. Yeah, we don't always no- notice that. <laughs> and so all the people that are unseen, that's like a thing. But for me, uh, people that do all the things like that, um, uh, I guess because I'm a big guy, I like food. So anybody that cooks in the church, everybody yeah. just assumes they're going to do yeah. it every week, but it's not easy. You ever try cooking in your house? It's not right, easy. Right. What about you? Um, I would say prayer. And you might say, well, prayer isn't really undervalued, but is it really? Are we really giving it its due? Mm. I think that there are people that go and pray. People that go and pray during the service is really important. We don't don't talk about that. And a lot of times those teams fall apart. I've seen it hard to get because it's undervalued. Yeah. Yeah. Because people don't think it's It's a necessity. It's another unseen one. And like the number of worship teams and, and uh, ministry teams that I've been on where people don't stop to pray before service or something, um, you know, like that's something you do not want to fall through the cracks. So anybody that's got a penchant for prayer, um, that kind of calls us back to praying all the time that I appreciate them. Okay. Last one. What reality checks did you experience when stepping into ministry? Mm, I would say that, um, not everybody likes everything that I like. Mm. And not everybody, and sometimes people like things that I really don't like. Yeah. So I'd say music choice being harder than I thought. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. All right, me? Yes. Last one. Um, I would say when I stepped into ministry, all I thought I needed to be able to do was play music well and hang out with people. But guess what? <laughs> you have to be a leader to be a worship leader. And I didn't know that that was There's its own. second part to that. Its own skill set. Like, uh. If you think, oh, I know math, I could probably be like a substitute teacher. Wrong. (laughs) There's a reason why you go to school to be a teacher, because you need to be able to handle like being in charge of people and not have them hate you or not have them like not respect you. And I know the alphabet and I know roughly how to put a word together. So I can probably first grade at least I can probably write a novel. (laughs) Oh, yeah. novel. All right. Well, that's it. Are we going to move on to our fun little 
song game here. So we're going to look at um, the several, several, several comments. Oh my gosh, there's so many. Let me look at them. <laughs> now we're, we're going to look at some comments and we're going to pick a prompt or two. And then we're going to have five minutes. We'll pause the podcast. We'll come back and we will play just a quick, very quick song. Okay, so how about... Um how about you pick mine and I'll pick yours. Okay. But we pick from whatever we want. Okay. So there's three comments. Uh, there's two comments on Facebook and there are on Twitter, probably zero, but let's look. Maybe my wife did one. Dig a little. Okay. So there's, um, Twitter has Jessica dig a little deeper in God's love. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. Vlad says something about the ballad of the ancient brave warrior, which yeah. is from something else. <laughs> it's from our D and D <laughs> from our D and D game. Yeah. And then my mom, scallywag. My mom commented and said, "Shopping off the clearance rack." Okay, so wait. So I think dig a little deeper sounds awesome, but I'll let you pick mine based on whatever you want. Why don't you do the dig a little deeper? And what are you gonna do? <laughs> Um, you can pick. I'll either do the D&D &D one or the clearance rack one. <laughs> do the clearance rack one. Okay. That's fine. Cool. That's All right. Fine. So we will be back in a flash. And record. Hey. That's time. Hey, we really did only do five minutes, so. Five minutes. The timer went off. And half we're back. baked. All right. Who okay. wants to go first? Um, I don't really care. All right. Do you have I, a preference? Yes. I say we throw lots. Okay. All right, ready? Yeah. <laughs> um, it's pointing to you. Okay. You go first. All right. So I haven't fully practiced this, so here it goes. Here we go. Oh, let me turn this on so I can have guitar. Here we go. Yep. Yeah. I'm going to do backup. <laughs> oh, yeah? Another tacky sweater from last Christmas time Another pair of socks stained yellowy and white So take a pair of shoes with mold on the inside It's just a question of whether the wool was dyed It's how you dress impeccable And make your friends all riot I hope you take out 50 cents and buy it impeccable and make your friends all riot i hope you take out 50 cents and buy it that's buying something off the discount rack <laughs> parody law <laughs> our podcast rules we're untouchable have you, have you been to dumb starbucks lately <laughs> I dare you to try to sue us over that. <laughs> All right, mine, mine is not a, uh, mine is not a popular song. You had made. an original um, <laughs> tune to yours, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. My wife set the standard. I got to follow it. So here you go. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a shovel. <laughs> Give me a shovel, so I can dig a little deeper. Dig a little deeper. Dig a little deeper. Dig a little deeper. Love. Somebody give me a back hoe. <laughs> give me a back hoe. So I can dig a little deeper. 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 
Hey God, give me a hand here. <laughs> give me a hand here. Come on and dig a little deeper. 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 In God's love. That was pretty good. Yeah. Like four verses, man. That's impressive. <laughs> one one word each that was different. You know what I spent most of my time You're not doing? Even the first one <laughs> to do that. Uh, by far. Do you, you know what's funny is uh, <laughs> I, I spent most of my time on my phone looking up alternative things that digs. <laughs> I was like, wait, what's the scale here? Oh, it jumps right from shovel to backhoe. Okay. <laughs> Bulldozer's slightly bigger than that. I guess the only thing bigger than that is God's hand. So four verses, that's fine. Four verses, it's perfect. Dude, but yours was uh, so much more cleverly lyrics-wise <laughs> done. So congratulations to you. Yeah, you good beat job. Me. Well... Let's, yeah, let's yeah, you beat me for sure, tweet. but let's see which one's on the uh, number one charts. Tweet at us <laughs> when this episode Please comes out. vote. Which one was better? <laughs> Dig a little deeper or um, the 50 cent rack. There you go. All yeah. right. Awesome. Well, hey, guys, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Or Thanks today. for stopping by. And uh, we will just let you know that, again, we are on all the platforms that you think of when you think of podcasts or social media. Um, if you want to check us out on Facebook or uh, Twitter. Houseplants Podcast. Houseplants Podcast. Uh, definitely check out our Patreon. That might be a big help for us in the future to get uh, slightly better gear. Um, kind of. Uh, set up in a great way now, but uh, who knows? Maybe someday we'll have like better piano, maybe better mics, and uh, that would be because of you all. So, um, yeah. And uh, Zach, do you have anything else? I don't think so. But wherever you are social, socialize with us. We love talking to you. So leave us. Yeah, ahead. and please don't just think it's because of money. I I was just putting that out there, but I also just want to hear from everybody. I want to hear what your guys' opinion of everything is. We'd love to hear yeah. your feedback as a community of God. So, Awesome. Well, thanks again for supporting us. Thank you, guys. God bless. We'll see you next time.